Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hello, this episode is going to be for 1 Samuel chapter 28. And it came to pass in those days that the Philistines gathered their armies together for warfare to fight with Israel. And Achish said unto David, Know thou assuredly that thou shalt go out with me to battle thou and thy men. And David said to Achish, Surely thou shalt know what thy servant can do. And Achish said to David, Therefore will I make thee keeper of mine head forever, captain of the bodyguard. Now Samuel was dead, and all Israel had lamented him, and buried him in Ramah, even in his own city. And Saul had put away those that had familiar spirits and the wizards out of the land. And the Philistines gathered themselves together, and came and pitched in Shunem. And Saul gathered all Israel together, and they pitched in Gilboa. And when Saul saw the host of the Philistines, he was afraid, and his heart greatly trembled. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not, neither by dreams, nor by Urim, nor by prophets. Then said Saul unto his servants, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit, that I may go to her, and inquire of her. And his servant said to him, Behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit of Endor. Hmm, I wonder if that's from Star Wars. Saul can't get an answer from the Lord, so he seeks a spiritualist. And Saul disguised himself and put on other raiment. And he went, and two men with him, and they came to the woman by night. And he said, I pray thee, divine unto me by the familiar spirit, and bring me him up. And bring me him up, whom I shall name unto thee. And the woman said unto him, Behold, thou knowest what Saul hath done, how he hath cut off those that have familiar spirits and the wizards out of the land. Wherefore, then layest thou a snare for my life to cause me to die? Also, who hath not a familiar spirit? Mention has been made before of what it meant in ancient Israel to have a familiar, a familiar spirit. Saul, now devoid of spiritual sensitivity because of his wickedness and unable to get an answer from the Lord, neither by dreams nor by Urim nor by prophets, sought out a medium, a witch, one who claimed to be able to communicate with those of the world of spirits. It was the act of a desperate man. Whose, those religionists who attempt and frequently attain communion, as they suppose, with departed spirits, are called spiritualists. Their doctrine and belief that mediums and other mortals can actually hold intercourse with the spirits of the dead is called spiritualism. Such communion, if and when it occurs, is manifest by means of physical phenomena, such as so-called spirit wrappings or during abnormal mental states, such as in trances. These communions are commonly arranged and shown forth through the instrumentality of mediums, no matter how sincerely mediums may be deceived into thinking they are following a divinely approved pattern, they are in fact turning to an evil source. For the living of, for the living to hear from the dead, those who are truly spiritually inclined know this by personal revelation from the true spirit. Further, the information revealed from spirits through mediums is not according to the law and to the testimony. In ancient Israel, spiritualistic practices were punishable by death. A man also or woman that hath a familiar spirit or that is a wizard shall surely be put to death. And that's in Leviticus and Exodus. That was from Mormon Doctrine by Bruce R. McConkie. Verse 10, And Saul swore to her by the Lord, saying, As the Lord liveth, there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing. Then said the woman, The word of, of whom shall I bring up unto thee? And he said, Bring me up the word of Samuel. And when the woman saw the words of Samuel, she cried with a loud voice. And the woman spake to Saul, saying, Why hast thou deceived me? For thou art Saul. 
And the king said unto her, Be not afraid for that for what thou sawest, for what sawest thou? And the woman said unto Saul, I saw the words of Samuel ascending out of the earth, and she said, I saw Samuel also. And he said unto her, What form is he of? And she said, I saw an old man. This cannot be a bona fide vision for God brought about by a spiritualist medium. Coming up, covered with a mantle, and Saul perceived that it was Samuel, and he stooped his face to the ground and bowed himself. And these are the words of Samuel unto Saul, Why hast thou disquieted me to bring me up? And Saul answered, I am sore distressed, for the Philistines make war against me, and God is departed from me, and answereth me no more, neither by prophets nor by dreams. Therefore I have called thee, that thou mayest make known unto me what I shall do. Remember that if this was a true spirit from Samuel, that he is in the spirit world, and that uh, he's about his business and doesn't uh, need to be called by a medium back to do anything. Uh, he has his agency, and he, he would not do this. This is not according to God. Then said Samuel, Wherefore, not really Samuel, but the medium is using him. Wherefore, when, then dost thou ask of me, seeing the Lord is departed from thee, and is become thine enemy? And the Lord hath done to, me, to him as he spake by me. For the Lord hath rent the kingdom out of thine hand, and given it to thy neighbor, even to David. Because thou obeyest not the voice of the Lord, nor ex executest his fierce wrath upon Amalek, therefore hath the Lord done this thing unto thee this day. Moreover, the Lord will also deliver Israel with thee into the hand of the Philistines, and tomorrow shalt thou and thy sons be with me. The Lord also shall deliver the, the host of Israel into the hand of the Philistines. Then Saul fell straightway all along on the earth, or collapsed, and was sore afraid because of the words of Samuel. And there was no strength in him, for he hath eaten no bread all the day, nor all the night. So Samuel uh, is, is having a few problems here, uh, physical problems, that he's fainted by the way here, and uh, because of what's been said. The witch of Endor, instead of being a prophetess of the Lord, was a woman who practiced necromancy, that is, communication or pretended communication with the spirits of the dead. But she was led by a familiar spirit. In other words, she was she was a, spirit, a spiritual medium, uh, similar to those modern professors of the art who claim to be under the control of some departed notable, and through him or her to be able to communicate with the dead. It should be observed that in the seance with the king of Israel, Saul did not see Samuel or anybody but the medium or witch. She declared that she saw an old man coming up and that he was covered with a mantle. It was she who told Saul what Samuel was purported to have said. Saul perceived that it was Samuel, though through, what, through, that, through what the witch stated to him. The conversation that ensued between Samuel and Saul was conducted through the medium. All of this could have taken place entirely without the presence of the prophet Samuel. The woman, under the influence of her familiar spirit, could have given to Saul the message supposed to have come from Samuel in the same way that messages from the dead are pretended to be given to the living by spiritual mediums of the latter days, who, as in the, ca in the, in the case under consideration, perform their work at night or under cover of darkness. It is beyond rational belief that such persons could at any period in ancient or modern times invoke the spirits of departed servants or handmaidens of the Lord. They are not at the beck and call of witches, wizards, diviners, or necromancers. Pitiable indeed would be the condition of spirits in paradise if they were under any such control. They would not be at rest, nor be able to enjoy that liberty from the troubles and labors of earthly life, which is essential to their happiness, but be in a condition of bondage subject to the will and whims of persons who know not God and whose lives are, are um, and whose lives and aims are of the earth earthy. That was by Joseph F. Smith, Joseph Healing Smith. 
It has been suggested that in this instance, the Lord sent Samuel in the spirit to communicate with Saul that he might know of his impending doom, but this view does not seem to harmonize with the statements of the case made in the scripture, which gives the particulars. If the Lord desired to impart this information to Saul, why did he not respond when Saul inquired of him through the legitimate channels of divine communication? Saul had tried them all and failed to obtain an answer. Why should the Lord ignore the means he himself established and send Samuel a prophet to reveal himself to Saul through a forbidden source? Why should, an, why should he employ one who had a familiar spirit for this purpose, a medium which he had positively condemned by his own law? But, it is argued, the prediction uttered by the Spirit which was manifested on that occasion was literally fulfilled. Israel was delivered into the hand of the Philistines, and Saul and his three sons and his armor-bearer and the men of his staff were all slain. It was therefore a true prophecy, admitting that is perfectly correct. The, the position taken by in this article is not in the least weakened. If the witches, wizards, necromancers, and familiar spirits placed under the ban of the law did not sometimes foretell the truth, there would have been no need to warn the people against consulting them. If the devil must, if the never, if the devil never told the truth, he would not be able to deceive mankind by his falsehoods. The powers of darkness would never prevail without the use of some light. A little, myth, a little truth mixed with plausible error is one of the means by which they lead mankind astray. There is nothing then in the history of the interview between Saul and the woman of Endor, which rationally or doctrinally establishes the opinion that that she was a prophetess of the Lord, or that Samuel actually appeared on that occasion. Again, that was by Joseph Healing Smith. Uh, verse 21, And the woman came unto Saul, and saw that he was sore troubled, and said unto him, Behold, thine handmaid hath obeyed thy voice, and I have put thy life in my hand, and have hearkened unto thy words, which thou spakest unto me. Now therefore, I pray thee, hearken thou also unto the voice of thine handmaid, and let me set a morsel of bread before thee, and eat, that thou mayest have strength when thou goest on, the way, on thy way. But he refused and said, I will not eat. But his servants, together with the woman, compelled him, and he hearkened unto their voice. So he arose from the earth and sat upon the bed. And the woman had a, half ca had a fat calf in the house, and she hasted and killed it, and took flour and kneaded it, and did bake unleavened bread thereof. And she brought it before Saul and before his servants, and they did eat. And then they arose up and went away that night. So that's the end of the chapter. And I hope you've understood a little bit about wizards and stuff like that. Anyway, see you later next time. Bye.